Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 68, and the topic for today is Type I Personality. A little while ago, I received, as I often do, a Facebook message in this case from one of the listeners of this podcast series named Carrie. She wrote me saying, Hey there, I haven't listened to all of your podcasts. There are a lot, after all. So I apologize if I may have missed this. However, I was wondering today, have you ever read Drive, The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us by Daniel H. Pink? This book has had a profound impact on me. And unfortunately, I don't know anyone else personally who has read it, much less have anyone else to discuss it with. I would love to get your insights on this book. Thanks for all the great work you do. Sincerely, Carrie. So thanks so much, Carrie, for that suggestion. I hadn't actually read that book, so I bought it, read it, and loved it. I was aware of some portion of the literature and studies that Dan Pink talks about in the book on the topic of motivation, But what I thought was particularly insightful with regard to the book was how Dan consolidates all of it and then provides a very practical set of advice as to what to do about it. So let me start with a summary, essentially from Dan Pink, in two summary formats. He provides a Twitter summary, which is appropriate for a nice short description, as well as a cocktail party summary of his book as well. So the Twitter summary goes as follows. Carrots and sticks are so last century. Drive says for the 21st century to work, we need to upgrade to autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And the cocktail party summary says, when it comes to motivation, there's a gap between what science knows and what business does. Our current business operating system, which is built around external carrot and stick motivators, don't work and often does harm. We need an upgrade, and the science shows the way. This new approach has three essential elements. Number one, autonomy. Number two, mastery. And number three, purpose. Now, let's think a little bit about what this may apply to. Well, Dan's book talks a lot about focusing on business. I think that it's generally relevant for any number of people who tend to motivate or would like to motivate others, so leaders and managers and the like, also parents, also teachers, anybody that has some or would like to have some influence over others and how they do certain types of activities. It's also relevant just for you yourself, the approach that you take to adjusting your own self-reinforcements and the ways in which you think of motivation with regard to yourself. Now, Dan talks about that there are two types of personalities. We're all used to the type A, type B, and the like in the past, in terms of people that are driven by, you know, schedule and is on time versus not. But he introduces, and I think it's quite clever, the notion of a type I and a type X personality. A type I is motivated by intrinsic factors, meaning factors inside the person. And a type X personality is motivated by external or extrinsic factors in a person's environment, so outside of themselves. People generally start off, you know, as babies and young children, as I, as intrinsically motivated. 
They tend to be interested in everything, wanting to learn things, wanting to explore. But then over time, society kind of drives that level of intrinsic motivation out of kids and drives them more toward being externally focused. And the research suggests quite powerfully that that's not a very good thing and that internal motivation is so much more effective than external, yet many of our systems and many of our approaches are all focused on extrinsic motivation. So the way to think about this is that in order to get a notion of what these things mean, so it talks about carrots and sticks, and just in case you don't really know what that is referring to, it's really the notion of a carrot being, if you do this, you can get this as your reward. So it's basically external incentives for doing certain types of work. That's generally what's referred to as the carrot approach. And the other way to think about it in terms of what the stick is, is if you don't do this, I'm going to punish you with this. So that's this notion of the stick. So carrots trying to get people to do stuff, and then sticks being ways of punishing people if they don't do things in a certain way. And all that, both of those essentially, crowd out internal motivation, ownership, and pride in what someone is doing. Now, carrots and sticks may still apply, I mean, that concept, in very limited circumstances. But almost all circumstances that we come across really will benefit from the three elements of the approach that Dan Pink talks about in his book that I think he also just puts into very simple and straightforward concepts and that like to give you the overview of what those are now. So there's three of them. The first one is autonomy. And what that essentially is, is the desire to direct our own lives. So rather than being told, you know, what to do, we, and most people, value being able to do it their own way. So rather than being managed, people need to have control over the what and when and who and how they do something. A Cornell University study of some 320 businesses that offered autonomy in the ways that I just described grew at four times the rate of other companies that didn't and had one-third of the turnover in staff. So rather than saying, do this at this time in this way, and I'll give you X for it, or Y as punishment if you don't do it, lay out what is expected and allow the other person the flexibility in accomplishing it, and then showing you what they did. So that may apply to, obviously, the business setting, the way it's described, but it also could apply to your parenting approaches as well. If you have a child that's starting to do music, for example, they choose a particular instrument that they're wanting to learn. And if you let them explore and let them use their own interests and let them pursue the approach of really getting into that particular instrument on their own with some level, obviously, of guidance and instruction. But in terms of the actual factors that you want to use to motivate them. If instead of saying, if you practice right now for the next half hour, I will give you $5. If you do that, then any internal motivation that they had to do that activity will now be removed. And uh, they now will 
put in their time if they need to for that half hour to make their money, but they won't be developing further their intrinsic or their internal motivation for it. Instead, if you let them really explore it on their own and just encourage them, allow them the time. You can take the next while or you can do it later in the day if you want to to pursue exploring that instrument and ask me if there's any, any questions that you may have or I'd like to hear you perform what you've learned in a while. Now they have some level of autonomy over what they want to do to practice, let's say, and then they can come back again and be proud to show you what they did. Now, there's some nuance always required for this to get people moving and motivated and like, and you can't just use hard and fast rules. But the general approach to this is to let the person develop their own intrinsic reinforcement for doing something rather than necessarily constantly pushing them with external reinforcements because those external reinforcements will decrease their enjoyment and their ability to perform an activity. There are many, many studies that Dan also references where somebody is either given the autonomy to be able to do something or given lots of external reinforcements. And the results right across the board show that you have less effective performance, you have less motivated people doing in a particular activity if you just give them incentives. doesn't mean that you can't give them, let's say, an award at the end of a whole bunch of work that they did that isn't connected to them having to do the practicing, let's say, that it's just the reward given for having done a great job. The key here is to provide feedback on the delivery of the results you know, rather than making the work that's done contingent on a particular incentive. So the latter is really what sucks the energy and the motivation and the joy and the autonomy out of the activity itself. Number two is mastery, and that is the urge to get better and better at something that matters. So rather than forcing compliance or doing some particular piece of of work, people need engagement that produces mastery. You want to really get them into what it is that they're doing and drive for being better and better at it rather than, again, just doing the activity for some external compliance criteria. When challenges of a particular activity match the skills that the person has, people have what's called flow. They get into a, a state of being that is referred to as the, with the term flow And that means that they're in the groove and they're totally absorbed, that you can go on for hours because the challenge that you have in front of you, the skills that you have match that, and you're engaged in trying to get better and better and better at it. So you need a mindset that abilities are infinitely improvable and that focuses on learning goals rather than just performance goals. So you might want to have targets for achieving certain levels of learning goals, but not just carry out these activities and actually uh, deliver a particular type of performance or sets of things that need to be done. So try to encourage the whole notion, this is for yourself and for others, on the concept of mastery. And number three, the final and I think critical factor is called purpose. The yearning to do what we do in the service of something larger than ourselves. We need to focus on goals and causes that are greater and more enduring than 
ourselves to improve the world, to create amazing products, and not just to maximize profits or some other numerical target that's set. And when you see across the board, and you may recall if you've listened to my podcast episode talking about the life lessons from Steve Jobs, the leader of the Apple company for many years, the motivation that he instilled was very much one of purpose, that the motivation to work at Apple was to try to be the best that you could possibly be and contributing to the design of just absolutely astoundingly great products that are changing the world. You have that level of environment that people are working in, they are motivated way beyond any other extrinsic reinforcements. So the whole focus here on autonomy, letting people direct their own lives and do pieces of work in the ways in which they would like to specify, to focus on mastery, so they just get better and better at what it is that they're doing, and that they're doing it with purpose. There is a higher goal, higher objective, that is beyond themselves or beyond very simple metrics, or what really will transform a focus from an old style of carrot and stick motivation to truly one that can transform companies, that can transform organizations, and very importantly, will transform the people that are in each of those as well. So the book is called Drive the Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us. If you'd like to learn more about Dan Pink and how to get the book, you can go to his website, which is danpink, one word, dot com, simply enough. So danpink.com. Now, before we just finish up for the episode, wanted to just review some of the feedback quickly that we've got from various sources, but I also wanted to remind you, I haven't talked for the last few episodes about providing feedback and how to do that. You can do that by sending me an email at lifehabits.gmail.com. You can also go to the show notes site at lifehabits.net, or the other one to go to is Facebook dot com slash life habits but most people are now also providing feedback and ratings in itunes and you can go into your country's version of itunes click on the rating give it the rating that you think it uh, deserves and provide a review for other people who may be interested in this podcast series as well but also just add that if there's anybody else that you know that may well want to be interested in this series. You might want to tell them about it if they've just got a new mobile device like a, a, a smartphone or a new computer and may not already be knowledgeable about what podcasts are all about and possibly if you think it's appropriate, this one as well, tell them about it, how they can get a hold of it. Let me just do a few of the pieces of feedback, all of which this time from the U.S. iTunes store. First of all, Dan says, the best podcast on iTunes five stars. This podcast truly is life-changing. The information and insight that the host offers is straightforward and extremely beneficial. Product value is great. I've been able to vastly improve many facets of my life through listening to and incorporating several of the principles that Carl speaks on. Carl truly is inspirational, and I feel as if he is my own pocket mentor. Thanks so much for that, Dan. And next 
Oregon42 says, great format, easy to listen to, five stars. I'm such a big fan of the format, beginning with related quotes, then an actionable top 10 list. It's so easy to get everything you need for the day from one go-through, and just as easy to listen on repeat or come back to later for bits and pieces. I've been listening to it right before going to bed, and it's very effective. Also, if anyone else out there is like me, you've had experiences where these motivational podcasts are so unbearable to listen to, either because the podcaster is too over the top, or honestly, because they just have an annoying voice. The voice of life habits, Carl, is very even keel, easy to listen to, and has a legitimate podcast voice. Thanks for that, Oregon42. Next, Began2 writes, Wonderful insights and advice, five stars. I recently found these podcasts and I'm working my way through the series. The podcasts are very helpful, relevant, and insightful. Carl and his quotes and lists of 10 for each subject have helped me think about ways that I can bring changes about in my life. I highly recommend life habits to anyone and everyone. Thanks so much, Began2. And lastly, Jay Nomby is the handle, who says, My favorite podcast, five stars. I commute two and a half hours a day, so I've listened to many podcasts. This one is hands down my favorite. I've listened for more than a year. The material is relevant, insightful, and entertaining. I appreciate the time and work put into it. The episodes have greatly helped ease my commute and improve my personal life habits Thank you. Well, thank you, all of you who wrote in to provide feedback and all of you who still listen on a regular basis to this overall series. Very heartened to see the overall ratings, the popularity of this series in iTunes and elsewhere. Thank you ever so much. And that's it for this episode. We'll talk to you all next time and bye for now.